When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say what you will about the Pittsburgh Steelers season, and yes, it isn't good, and it hasn't been good. But Omar Khan, Omar Khan showed some bright spots, and that he's fully capable of handling this general manager duty. That's exciting. What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis, part of the All Steelers Talk Network. I'm Noah Strackvine. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're talking about the eventful trade deadline that not many people saw coming, many people were surprised by, and for some reason, there's negative thoughts on and there shouldn't be where should we start should we start with chase claypool because obviously that's the big one you get a second round pick from chicago right now sits at the 36th pick in the nfl draft i think that's as good as you'd ever get for chase claypool and people have a hard time letting that guy go for some reason but truthfully he wasn't a piece of the puzzle long term And at this point, to get a second-round pick that's basically a first-round pick, a late first-round pick, that's that's as good as you're going to get. That's the best trade value that Chase Claypool will hold through his entire career in Pittsburgh. He's not a guy that was sticking around long-term. He had one more year on his deal before everything was over, and he was walking for free. The Steelers weren't going to pay him another contract at that point. It would have gotten in the way of contracts down the road like George Pickens and hopefully Calvin Austin. And it worked out well. It worked out as well as you could have possibly imagined it. And I got to give all props to Omar Khan. That's where the message is, I think. It's not, oh, the Steelers did well. Oh, the Steelers now need to find a wide receiver, which is a whole other topic. And we will get into that because I'm, a little bit sick and tired of the DJ narrative Steelers fans and some Steelers critical media have just such negative thoughts on this guy. And it's, it's just poor judgment. That's all it is. It's poor judgment. But Omar Khan sent a message. He said, while everybody else is sitting around looking at right now, trying to worry about, can we recover from two and six? Can this season be turned around? I'm going to do us a favor and I'm going to look for the future. And I'm going to say, hey, look, we don't need Chase Claypool right now. You want to know why? Because we went out and found George Pickens later in the second round than the 36th pick. So if we need to find somebody else, we will. And we'll have four years with them rather than one. It was a message that the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking more long term than anybody wants to admit. That yes, even if Mike Tomlin is delusional, and the players won't won't admit it. Omar Khan is sitting around and he's saying, I'm preparing for later because later is when we'll have success. 
it's something that I don't know if Kevin Colbert would do. Kevin Colbert was always in the mindset of win now. And that's an Art Rooney thing. That's a Mike Tomlin thing. That's a Pittsburgh Steelers thing. The win now. We are hunting for a Super Bowl today. We are not waiting for tomorrow. Well, Omar Khan is looking at this team going, they're two and six. Their rookie quarterback isn't as good as many people expected him to be out of the jump. Maybe we should look for tomorrow because today doesn't look super bright. And that's okay because as I've tried to preach and many others have tried to preach time and time again over the last 12 months, the NFL is a constant life cycle. And that life cycle is not successful throughout the entire process. If you do not fall, you cannot build. The Steelers need to find some light later because there is no light right now. There are pieces to the puzzle that look bright. You got Pat Fryermuth, you have George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Kenny Pickett, an offensive line that's growing. TJ Watt, obviously. Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously. To Marvin Leal, if you want to put him in that mix. There are pieces to this puzzle, but overall, the grand scheme of things, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that need to suffer for at least a year, maybe two, and then they could try and find the light. And Omar Khan said, yeah, I get that. Chase Claypool isn't going to be here by the time that we find the light, so we might as well get rid of him and get what we can. And there is no way that his value would have been any higher than what the Chicago Bears offered at any point before his contract was up. Shout out to Omar Khan. What a great move. What a great move for the future. I don't care about the right now. Everybody could be concerned about the right now. The players in the locker room could be concerned about the right now. Mike Tomlin could be concerned about the right now. I'm thankful that somebody was looking out for tomorrow. That somebody had their head on and said, I get that we want to win today and I want to win today but I'm also going to prepare us for when we're ready to win. I'm going to be a realist. I'm going to be realistic in this situation. Somebody needed to be. Omar Khan was. And anybody who was sitting around, I mean, 48 hours ago, I was getting people tweeting at me saying, trade Omar Khan and and sign Kevin back. Get Kevin back. Which, you know, is, is a normal response. Fans get very angry over pretty much anything. When it comes to football, it doesn't take much to to spur a ridiculous comment or just a, an irrational thought. But now, if you're waking up this morning and you're thinking, trade Omar Khan, sign Kevin, you're missing something. Because Omar Khan's the only one being realistic about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's the only one that's going to save this team for the future. Because the GM's job is to win Super Bowls, and he realizes that chances are you're not winning a Super Bowl this year. So you might as well try to win one next year, or maybe in two years, and getting rid of Chase Claypool was the right decision, obviously. Before we move on to William Jackson, because I do want to talk about William Jackson, I think that was another win. I do want to address the whole, I saw I saw a tweet right before I jumped on here. It was, who's going to be the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh because George Pickens is wide receiver one, Deontay Johnson is wide receiver three. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? I get 
that there are not many people left in Steelers Nation who enjoy Deontay Johnson, who have much faith in him. I see why, to a degree, to a very, very small degree. But man, the overreactions there are ridiculous. Because anybody sitting around going, man, the Steelers just got dramatically worse because now they don't have a wide receiver two. Well, their wide receiver two is George Pickens. Their wide receiver one is Deontay Johnson. It's been Deontay Johnson. It will remain Deontay Johnson. All they're looking for is a wide receiver three. Chase Claypool was their wide receiver three. And people have this, like, if you have poor thoughts on Deontay Johnson, why were your thoughts good on Chase Claypool? That's my biggest question. Why were you sitting around so high on a guy that did so little if you weren't high on a guy who was consistent outside of a couple of drops. And yeah, those drops were big. And there were definitely moments where you looked at Deontay Johnson. There are moments where you look at Deontay Johnson and go, man, you got to catch that football. But there are a lot of moments in Chase Claypool's career, short career, where you said, man, you got to stay on your feet. Man, you got to play physical. Man, you do not like to block at all. There were a lot of negatives with Chase Claypool. There are some negatives with Deontay Johnson, but there are a lot more with Chase than there are Deontay. People just have a negative narrative, and they'll grip that narrative as hard as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can. That's what Pittsburgh Steelers fans are. I was one of them for 26 years now. I understand it. I get it. But I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to tell you the truth, and the truth is is that the Steelers are in a – great spot right now you look at Calvin Austin and you hope that that foot surgery goes well and that he comes back next season and everything looks fine and he is that wide receiver three you look at Steven Sims and you say I hope that he could build a role this season and that slot role Miles Boykin could add his contributions Gunnar Olszewski could get something rolling you lose a lot or you use a lot more of Connor Hayward Najee Harris in the passing game I think it just opens up so many doors it was a great move. And anybody fretting, everybody, anybody worrying about finding a wide receiver two, don't. There are wide receiver twos and ones. You're just looking for a wide receiver three, and there's options, even if those options aren't right now. All right, let's talk about William Jackson the third. The Pittsburgh Steelers send a conditional sixth They get back a conditional seventh in 2025. Pretty much just got back what they gave up for Jesse Davis right before the season started. For a guy that was about to be released in Washington, the Steelers didn't want to take a chance. They grabbed him. And it's a win outside of the salary cap. There are worries with the salary cap. If the Steelers keep William Jackson in 2023, it's going to cost them $12.75 million. If they decide they won't keep him, it's going to it's gonna cost them $9 million. Dead cap space. Not great. Not phenomenal. Not what you're looking for. Especially a guy who has been on the decline, who's 30 years old, didn't really work out in Washington. And yes, it, it was a different scheme. And I think the scheme in Pittsburgh fits Jackson a lot more than the scheme in Washington. I think everybody's willing to admit that. That's a good thing. But the money's a worrisome to a degree. And this is another compliment to Omar Omar Khan. 
if there is anybody in the NFL that I truly believe understands fully that the salary cap is a myth, it is Omar Khan. The dude for years has pulled out everything and anything he possibly can to put together the best contracts for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Pittsburgh Steelers favor. Every single year for 20 years, almost you have watched this team head into the off season, come up with, with signings that you just looked at and said, that shouldn't have happened. What a win for the Steelers. What a steal. I can't believe Omar Khan did this. Omar Khan is a wizard. He's working his magic. Anything you could come up with time and time again, we have watched this happen. So am I worried about $9 million or $12.75 million? No, I'm not. Because I know Omar Khan has a bag of tricks right up his sleeve and he's ready to work. And he knew that before he made the trade. He knew that before he said, hey, yep, send him over. He knew exactly how this is going to work out in his favor, in the Steelers' favor. And it's it's a thing of beauty when it comes to a guy who is that good at the salary cap. There was a lot of people, I think myself included, that was a big Brandon Hunt fan and wanted the Steelers to sign Brandon Hunt as their next GM. Omar Khan has shown us, all of us, that man, oh man, they made the right call. Art Rooney knew what he was talking about. Mike Tomlin knew what he was talking about. That team is good. Andy Weidel is a great compliment. The front office seems to be different. And you want different because the Steelers are different. This is not the team they've been for the last 20 years. They're hitting a phase that they don't know how to navigate through that Art Rooney hasn't navigated through in 20 years, that Mike Tomlin has never navigated through. This is uncharted territory for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Omar Khan is a fresh face that says, I might have been involved in this for a long time, but I looked at it differently. Now that I'm the GM, I'm going to make sure that we have a future as well as a now, and that our future always looks bright. And the Steelers need to take advantage of that. They need to acknowledge that, and fans should be happy. I don't know what the future holds for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how long this rebuild is going to take. But what I do know is that sitting here right now, 24 hours, less than 24 hours removed from the trade deadline, I'm very confident, no mark on. And I'm very confident that no matter what, And all the obstacles that are tossed in his way, that man is going to do a good job keeping this Pittsburgh Steelers team alive for the future. Even if right now is gloomy, and even if right now is dark, Omar Khan has a plan. And so far, that plan is working, and it's working well.